Well, on this Mother's Day, we are continuing on our journey through Luke, and it takes us into a home, homes where, really, where mothers rule. Jesus not only ministered in the temple, at the seashore, in the open air, he ministered frequently in people's homes also. And one particular home that he frequented was the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus in the city of Bethany. Last time we looked uh, that we were together two weeks ago, we looked in Luke chapter 10, and Jesus had been teaching discipleship in the parable of the Good Samaritan, and we find that disciples are to love their neighbor as themselves. In today's teaching, we see that disciples need to sit at Jesus' feet and learn. Luke chapter 10 Verses 38 to 42, as we look at the story of Martha and Mary. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your precious word. And today, Lord, as we dig into your word about the story of Martha and Mary and Jesus, I just pray that we would learn some valuable lessons that our Lord is trying to communicate to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, this is a story that uh, uh, we've heard many times. And, of course, Jesus and his disciples were on the way to have a special meal prepared at the house of Martha. And Martha is mentioned as the owner of the house we don't know exactly why, but perhaps uh, Martha's been uh, a widow and maybe she inherited the house from her husband and, and Lazarus and Mary are living there as well. And they, uh, they prepare this meal for the disciples and as they have been working a lot, and of course you couldn't go to Winn-Dixie and buy a, a bunch of chicken and bring it home. And this was everything had to be made from scratch. And so it was uh, not just Jesus, it was the disciples as well. And so the dinner was getting prepared, and then, of course, Jesus and his disciples arrive. And we'll pick up the story in this. I want you to notice, first of all, in this, Martha's diligence in verse 38 and verse 39. She had a delight in providing hospitality. It seems, again, that Martha is the, the main owner of the house, and she shows hospitality to Jesus and the rest of the disciples. Of course, Jesus is the honored guest. And it was her duty um, to provide hospitality. So she plunged into this task with diligence. She served her master through her gracious gift of hospitality. And those were very good qualities in Martha's life. And she was gracious she was full of energy and enthusiasm, and she was certainly not lazy. In fact, she must have been a good cook as well. 
Martha represents people who feel most comfortable expressing their love for the Lord by doing acts of service. She showed her love by working in the kitchen, preparing the meal. Where would we be without the Marthas? We have a bunch of people who have gifts of service that want to use their hands, kind of behind the scenes working for the Lord. We see that happening all the time here in church. People, ladies making things and people working in the kitchen, slaving away, washing dishes, doing that. You would get them up in front of a people and try to teach. They would melt or even if they wanted to sing, they couldn't do that. But at least they can work behind the scenes with their hands and showing acts of service. And there's nothing wrong with being a Martha. But the problem was she got caught up with her busyness. <clears throat> Martha could, have been, could be fussy at times. She was anxious that everything wasn't done the, the best and perhaps not done in time. And she overextended herself, which made her a bit pushy at times and critical of others and domineering. Do you know anybody like that? No hands, please. Especially you guys. You guys, keep your hands down and your mouth shut, okay? That's the best thing that I could tell you about Mother's Day. <laughs> But there's people, there's a lot of ladies who overextend themselves. Well, Mar well Mary is in the kitchen, you know, uh, Martha's in the kitchen getting the meal ready. Where is Mary? Now, you've got to realize that they were probably start this meal a long time before the disciples got there. So I'm sure that before the disciples and Jesus arrived, Mary was helping. Because it says in verse 40... She has left me to serve alone. So I think Mary had done her part and all that was needful and ready had been done. And Mary had enjoyed working for the Lord and the task was done. Then there was a knock at the door. Jesus and his disciples arrived. Let's look at Mary's devotion in verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. It's interesting to note that the culture in that day, the roles of men and women were clearly defined. They usually did not mingle even in the home. There was the men's stuff and then there was the women's stuff. Men's place and women's place. Might not have been right, but that's the way it was. Women only crossed into the, the male world to wait on the men and then they would retreat. Now Mary's posture and eagerness to absorb Jesus' teaching at the expense of a more traditional in the kitchen womanly royal would have shocked most Jewish men. And she was found sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, that phrase is an interesting phrase because in Bible times it meant to study with that person or become that person's disciples. Remember when Paul was said to have been brought up in Jerusalem at the feet of Gamaliel, meaning that he had learned and been discipled by this special rabbi called Gamaliel. Now, Jesus was breaking tradition because he had a group of women 
who were part, not one of the 12 disciples, but were really learners and disciples in every way of the Lord Jesus. It wasn't that they were just there to fix the food and let the guys learn everything. They were learners as well. So Jesus is going against the tradition. But I want you to notice that in the Bible, there's three times that Mary is mentioned at the feet of Jesus. The first time is right here in verse 39. What is she doing at the feet of Jesus? She is listening to his words. The rest of the disciples were there also, and she sat down with them and became a fully engaged listener and learner about the Lord. I wonder, how about us? Do we sit at his feet? Do we read the scriptures? Do we engage ourselves in deep Bible study, having daily devotions, feeding on his word? You will always continue to be a shallow, struggling believer if you do not make study of the word a priority in your life. There's so many Christians that are just saved but they haven't chose to dig into his word. Mary is teaching us a lesson. We need to sit at his feet, learning his word. On April of 2011, there was a line of deadly tornadoes ripping across the state of Alabama, leaving some 250 people dead in its wake. Near Wellington, Alabama, the Hardy family realized that the storm was coming too late to find a permanent shelter. They considered trying to take shelter in a metal clubhouse, but it had already been turned on its side by the strong winds. So in desperation, they took shelter in a small small stand of trees. They tied a rope around the children and huddled around them in the trees as the storm passed. A family member said that while they had been scratched by flying dirt and debris, none suffered any serious injuries. Imagine how tightly you would cling to the trees and the rope in such a situation. Knowing that your life or the lives of your children might depend on your grip would give each of us motivation to hang on with every ounce of power we could muster. You and I are living in destructive storms that are blowing at us and we need to grip tightly and hold firmly to God's word, and learn it, and listen to it, and be like a Mary, sitting at his feet, absorbing and clinging seriously to God's precious word. Mary was sitting at his feet, listening to his word, but there's a second time in the Bible that we find Mary sitting at his feet. And what is she doing this time? In John chapter 11, verse 32 She is lifting her woes to the Lord. This is when she had called for Jesus. Mary and Martha had called for Jesus because Lazarus was sick. In John chapter 11, verse 32, Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She was pouring out her heart to Jesus. You know, that's what we need to do. Jesus even invites us, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. 
as we need to, to sit at his feet and learn, we also need to come before him and pour out our burdens, our woes, our cares, our heartaches to him because he'll listen to us and he'll care for us. He'll give us that rest and Mary is teaching us that we need to do that. The third time we find Mary at Jesus' feet, she is pouring out her worship in John chapter 12 Verses 1 to 3 says this, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him a supper again. Martha served back in the kitchen. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, And wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. What is she doing? She is pouring out her worship to the Lord. What an example that Mary is to us in her devotion. Because she came listening to his word. Pouring out her woes. But also giving the Lord her worship. And what an example of a disciple that she is for all of us. Well, we've witnessed Martha's diligence and Mary's devotion. Now let's see the argument. (laughs) Martha's dispute with Mary. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore... Tell her to help me. Family feud 101. Family disputes are common, aren't they? Parents with children, brother with sister, husband with wife, cousins getting at it. And this special meal was about to be ruined because of a family feud. You ever have that? You know, you have a family gathering together and and somebody mentions something about politics <laughs> or somebody mentions something about some uncle or aunt that did something and you were, that was your favorite and there there's always this going. And that's what's was about to happen here with Martha blaming Mary for being lazy and not helping her. She complained that Mary had left her to serve alone. Tell her to help me. Don't you care, Jesus? That I'm here in the kitchen all by myself. Now, as I don't know exactly, but I would imagine that Mary did do her part before Jesus had arrived. And then she had gone to feed at the Lord's teachings. Martha felt that neglected after Mary left the kitchen, she began to complain and suggest that neither Lord nor Mary really cared. For her, the meal was the big thing. The most important thing, the meal. We've got to eat. Martha became distracted and anxious. The chores associated with the meal caused her to be distracted or pulled away from the one essential thing. Any of you ever watch the Food Channel? I see those hands. I see that hand. That's the default channel at our house, you know. (laughs) Everything goes back to the food channel after everything else. And and, uh, I I watched recently an episode of Chopped Champions. 
Chop Champions, if you know what I'm talking about. It's a contest. And these two or three or four different chefs. And then the, the, the timer starts like a half an hour. And they are supposed to prepare a meal in a half an hour. So they are running. They're running to the cupboard. They're running to the freezer. They're trying to assemble the meat and, and the soup and the, and the sauce. And they got several pans on, on the stove. And they're trying to make sure that this one doesn't burn. And then this one. And so they're distracted. The sweat's pouring off of them. And I could imagine that... They, they start, they get, and then it comes the last few minutes, it's the plating. You know, you've got to make sure that it looks pretty on the plate. And then there's the countdown, five, four, three, two, one. Hands up, chefs. I can imagine that Martha is, is in one of the Chop Champion episodes. <laughs> she is sweating her apron is, is there, and she's trying to get all these things ready in time, and she is so distracted. And then comes the judging, and Jesus comes in. Well, what is Mary doing? Mary's sitting at his feet, learning from his word. And you know, sometimes our well-intentioned activity can choke the real need in our life. Have you ever been caught yourself being so busy serving Jesus that you're pulled away from your love for Jesus? You can get busy and you can get burnout. Beware of the barrenness of a busy life. She also became upset with Mary. All she is doing is sitting there. After all, all a woman's place is in the kitchen. That kind of accusation would do anything but bond the family together in peace. It would only disrupt the family. She was doing service for the Lord, but her spirit and her attitude was anxious, agitated, and frustrated. You know, that can happen to us as well. We can be busy doing things, but our attitude can be wrong. And we can be angry at other people, and you don't get the blessing. You, you miss it. Well, before uh, this gets out of hand... Jesus uh, steps in and he gives us some words in verse 41 and 42. The master's declaration. Verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Just think about that. Martha, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. I want you to notice, first of all, he loved Martha. As a matter of fact, it does say in John chapter 11, verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister. He cared about her. He knew her. He knew her personality. And that's why he said, Martha, Martha. Just, just hear the concern and compassion as Jesus repeats those two words. It wasn't uh, yelling at her or anything. It says, Martha, Martha. You got it all wrong here. He rebuked her. You're worried and troubled about many things. You know, our Lord cares about us when we get pulled apart and worried and distracted. I can imagine Jesus just taking Martha's pulse and it's just beating so fast. I wonder if the Lord Jesus would take our spiritual pulse are we calm? Are we trusting him? 
We're so agitated, so upset, so angry at somebody else when our Lord is trying to calm us down and say, don't, don't be so concerned about many things. Getting a variety of things ready for this entertainment is really more than necessary on such an occasion is what Jesus was trying to say to her. And then finally, he teaches that spending time with him is the main priority. One thing is needed. Martha's making a mistake common to a lot of hosts. She's in danger of getting so bogged down in the details of the hospitality that she forgets the whole point of the exercise. Why? What is it? To enjoy the company of your guest. The guest is Jesus. Martha's missing the point. We do the same thing when we major on minors and pass over of what is chief important. Did you know it's possible to work for the Lord and serve the Lord and at the same time forget the Lord? We can engage in church work and lose fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Martha could have done more for Jesus and been blessed herself if she'd done less work and more worship. The Lord didn't want Martha's cooking as he wanted her company. The Lord loves to see us busily engaged, and there's nothing wrong with being a Martha and using your hands and using your skills to serve Him. However, we must daily take off our apron and sit at His feet for a while. If we would sneak up the house in Bethany and walk up the porch and listen through the crack. We would hear two sounds in that house that day. The first is the clanging of pots and pans. And the other is the words of Jesus. Which will last for eternity? Which are you listening to? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this wonderful story of Martha and Mary. I thank you very much that Jesus is showing us no matter what we do for him, we need to sit at his feet, we need to listen to his word, pour out our woes, and give him our worship. I pray, Father, that if there's one here today that doesn't know you as Savior, that God, you would show them that being with the Lord Jesus is the, the one important thing. And Father, I pray for believers that are so frazzled if you take their pulse spiritually, it's beating a mile a minute. I pray that we would slow down and calmly focus on worshiping Jesus. I pray that, God, you would be honored as we make this transition into our time to focus on Jesus and what he's done for us in communion. We pray in his name. Amen.